about them Irish. I can't take it anymore. I need a national championship. This is the Four Horsemen Podcast. And we are back and better than ever. It is game week, week one of the Four Horsemen Podcast. You know who we are. You know why we're here and what we're about to do. And let me tell you, everyone, it's been a long, long eight months to get to this point. We are recording early. Uh, I have some life things going on uh, that I won't be able to record next week. But we are here. It is game week. And we are raring to go to go down to Louisville and beat the Cardinals. Hi, everyone. How's it going, man? How's life? Ah, you know, it's pretty good. I have my new Brady Quinn for the booth button. I uh, know this is an audio podcast, but uh, we're trying to drive Doug Flutie out of the booth. No one wants to hear him. Uh, so, Brady, if you're listening, which I know you are, uh, we want you to announce our games. Uh, and really, I- I'm just fired up right now. We're at 1,000 listeners for 21 podcasts. Nice. Dylan's well, uh, over there. Yeah, I mean, big, big stuff going on for us. You know, whole three dollars in ad revenue. Four thirty-two. Four thirty-two, man. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all it's that like, money. It's like three twenty dollars Canadian. Fair point. That'll <laughs> that'll pay my first month's rent. Thank you. Did you find a house? I did. Yes, we signed a lease. Awesome. Uh, so that's Montreal. Uh, Montreal was hectic because I went there for about 24 hours and left. Um, but it's beautiful. It's French. Um, the city's very flamboyant um, in a and good way. They have an inferior Hopefully. hockey team with a bunch of whiny bitches, correct? I am no fan of the Montreal Canadiens, so I will agree with that. Now, okay. be perfect. So before we'll we really more. jump into football, I, I have to talk to you about this, Dylan. How old are oh, you? Oh, boy. Um... 21 and I'll be 22 very very soon. And you you just got a Facebook today. This is correct. I've been one of one of my greatest prides in life has been avoiding <laughs> Facebook. I've avoided all the peer pressure of my time because when I was a kid Facebook blew up and I've avoided it, but when to be in, to be included in events and Knowing what's going around campus, I kind of just have to start networking, and people choose Facebook as the platform, so I did make a Facebook today. Dylan, when you were in the f- not double digits, I can't do the math right now, we had to be invited to Facebook. Not just join a legitimate, knowing. you needed a college, uh, what's it called, it's- not screen email. name, <laughs> college email. A dot screen name, as Steve would say. So, you know, you've missed the boat so much by just avoiding Facebook. And I thought it was a Canadian thing, but no, it's just you. 
it's just a me thing. That's it's wild. So Twitter is want... the superior platform. That's my opinion. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Lost me there. I basically have a Facebook at this point strictly for the pictures. I have yeah. it for the memes. Who gets their memes from Facebook? When you're 28 All right, old, the you. 2019 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. <laughs> yes. Who wants to lead us off? Who? What's the first topic, boys? Uh, we're going to go through the roster real quick. Um, Kelly had his press conference today. Uh, he really went through some different pieces of the uh, offense and the defense. So uh, I'll start. Uh, really of note, and Dylan, you can jump in whenever you want. Um, they said Ian Book had his best practice today, uh, which is awesome to hear. And uh, Phil Jerkovic uh, really got his footwork down this offseason. Uh, so he's ready to go. He's ready to contribute. Uh, but what I'm really excited about uh, is our special teams. I know. You all don't care about the special teams. Kickers are people, too. Uh, Harrison Leonard is in a battle with Jonathan Doerr for the uh, field goal kicker spot. Uh, and then we have a new punter, Jay Bramblett. He came from Alabama, number one punter out of the state of Alabama. And he is taking the uh, country by storm. He'll be the top punter this year. Uh, hopefully we don't have to use him. Uh, and really, other than that, other notes, Kyle Hamilton uh, really took off. He'll be in our dime package on third and long. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is six foot three, and he plays like he's 5'11". Uh, so he's a shifty tall guy, which is what we need. Uh, so that that's just a broad overview of some players that I want to watch out for this year. Uh, so I'll let Dylan happen now. Hit it. Well, we were talking about in our very exclusive um, group chat, which is for football and important, serious topics only. Um, about the secondary depth, um, something that's really surprising uh, for, for Steve and myself, at least, is how many good corners and safeties we have. Um, you know, you count at least five corners who are capable of playing. Um, Troy Pride Jr., Houston Griffiths, uh, Sean Crawford, who apparently is looking like he's going to win a starting spot, um, which is a testament, considering that he's you know, coming off back-to-back ACL tears. tears. Um, on top of that, you know, got, you got Tariq Bracey, who I didn't believe was a real player until about week 10 last year. Um, seems like he's got a lot of talent there. And uh, Dante Vaughn, he's a favorite cornerback. He and should then the, transfer. Well, I mean, look, he's, if he's your fifth guy, that's pretty good. That's my point I'm making here is, you know, he's got some attributes. Um, and then you look at the safety position, you got perhaps the best safety duo in the country um, with the Lowy Gilman and then Jalen the murderer, Elliot. Uh, and then you got <laughs> Kyle Hamilton rotating in there. So really, it's going to be a really deep squad. Um, I don't know who's going to throw on us, at least not with the pressure coming up front. It's going to be a very stingy pass defense. I think we can take a few injuries, um, but just having more depth probably prevents that with more rotation. So it's something I look forward to seeing is kind of the the secondary, which is something I don't know if we highlighted too much this offseason. Yeah, and just to jump in real quick, not to uh, to interrupt anything Steve might want to say, but Gilman and Elliott played way too much last year. Uh, teams, good football teams, have the ability to rotate their corners and safeties uh, when needed. Uh, and that prevents that overuse injury. Not saying that we're going to put a pitch count on Elliott or Gilman, but it does allow 
uh, for them to get get some air, get a breather when needed. Uh, so when when you have the skill set that doesn't fall off with a Hamilton on the field or uh, anyone like that, it, it's definitely going to be helpful. So that that's just my point there. It's nice to have a rotation rather than just hope that the 11 guys you have are your 11 guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Depth is, is huge, uh, especially when it comes to the front seven. And, I mean, the, the offensive side of the ball is a little bit different. Obviously, you're not going to be rotating offensive linemen all that often. But uh, we are going to be rotating defensive linemen pretty often, our, our front seven on defense. Uh, there's a lot of depth there. Specifically this year, uh, we're just going to focus on linebackers for a quick minute. So it looks as though Jeremiah Owusu uh, Kimura. He's just flat out won the rover position. And it's funny because he was actually the first ever true rover prospect that was recruited by Brian Kelly. And and it's taken quite some time for him to get on the field. I believe he's a junior in the classroom, redshirt sophomore on the field. He might be a year older in, in both regards, but so he's experienced. He's been on the team for a while, took some time to get on the field. But uh, I mean, he was behind Drew Tranquil, who is in the NFL now. So there's no shame in that. Um so he's he's going to be the rover, and then the buck. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. There's at the buck position. It's Asmar Belial, uh, who last year uh, was uh, he he actually got some time at the rover position as well, and and uh, he he rotated in and out, um, you know, at a few different positions, and then. It looks like the the will uh, linebacker that's going to start with with Drew White. Uh, this is his first time really getting a lot of reps. Uh, so Drew White is a three-star prospect. Uh, he is also a redshirt sophomore, junior on the uh, in the in the classroom, and he's from Fa- Fort Lauderdale, Florida, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, he had a very prolific career at St. Thomas Aquinas, which is one of the premier high school teams uh, in the state of Florida and in the nation. So this kid has played on winning teams with a lot of talent around him. Um, If you're good enough to get recruited by Notre Dame as a three-star, that means there's something going for you there. Obviously, you're good enough to get onto almost every other roster. So I'm excited to see what Drew White will bring, hopefully like – yeah, you know, there was a couple of years ago. Jeez, uh, oh, I'm 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 blanking. I think he like he destroyed his leg in one of the bowl games. Jarrett. Uh, yes. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so hopefully, you know, it took took him some time to get onto the field, but you know, I I believe he has a lot of upside. He's going to be rotating pretty heavily with uh, a few of the other guys uh, on the the team, and uh, I don't have my phone with me for it to find the the tweet now. Um. So the the names are escaping me. If anyone else can uh, can throw me a bone here, Jack Lamb was one. Jack Lamb he actually tore his ACL, I believe either preseason or, uh, in the Army All American game, one of the other. Uh, but Jack yes. Lamb is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Jack Lamb, very, very highly recruited four-star, uh, uh, fre- true freshman last year, and I believe he he did redshirt, so he keeps his freshman status. Uh, and then also Jordan Genmark Heath, who is a redshirt junior, so he's a senior. So this black is potentially Swedish his guy. last year. He is Swedish. He's he's black, but Swedish, so it's very interesting. Um, but hey, you know what? He's uh, he's one hell of a, a talented athlete, and he's also. Uh, exploded onto the scene where he's going to be getting a lot of steps uh, as well. So 
Um, obviously, a lot of these guys are fresh, not too, too much uh, in terms of um, you know, experience, but there's, um, you know, I, I think that there's not going to be too much of a drop off from last year. So uh, that's exciting to know that even though the, the, the linebacker core, uh, you know, it, it's fresh this year in terms of uh, talent, and I think they're going to be fine. So I got I got the tweet right here for you um, from blueandgold.com. Drew White will play the Mike linebacker position, which I believe the Mike is the Buck. Um, no position. No. No. The it's Mike the is the middle linebacker. The Buck. Yeah. Is so I was mistaken. I, I should not have said Will because we don't have a Will on our t- uh, on our team. So it's uh, it's Rover Buck and Mike. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he'll play the Mike. Um, against Louisville, but there will be rotation of three to four other players at inside linebacker. Now, I don't know if that means rotating with White or rotating at um, the Buck, but the rotation at the Buck will be Bilal, Lamb, Simon, and Genmark Heath. So I don't know if this Drew White kid has won the position outright or if he's rotating with them, but apparently uh, Bilal has not won a spot like we thought he would. Yeah, uh, just to speak on that as a football coach, he... He's the one who really has the first spot. I mean, fucking Louisville and Bowling Green. You you don't need a number one starter there. You you just need a a body to occupy space at that point. So they're gonna they're using these first two games in that bullshit bye week uh, as a, probably an evaluation period to figure out who what horses they want out there uh, for the Georgia game. So uh, I, I think that's why we're seeing this right now. Uh, so it's pretty interesting to see where, uh, at least where we're at in that regard. Yeah. You want to give a special introduction there, P? Or yes. What's, it, where are we it, at? Uh, it looks like we had our fourth horseman join. Uh, you know her on Twitter as uh, as Katie with a whole bunch of E's after Marie. Uh, Katie joined us last season for the bowl special uh, to talk about being drunk and not going out in Colorado. Uh, when Notre Dame was playing Stanford, I believe. Uh, so, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Uh, and are you also podcasting from the back of an Uber like Steve? Um, no, I actually was going to do that, but I didn't want to be rude when I had to get out of the car and walk on the streets of New York. So I am currently in my room waiting for Postmates to get here. Uh, what you order tonight? I got buffalo chicken pizza and garlic knots. Ah, good. All right. Well, Stevie over here is on a wedding diet, so if you could just like not talk about food right now, I'm about Ooh, to kill myself. Yikes! Sorry. <laughs> and for those at home with the bingo card, Steve referencing him killing himself, check that box off. So and my uh, wedding—that's two boxes. And what about that golf thing you did? I did get a hole in one. People We're forget three that. for three. That <laughs> yes. is a strikeout. Yeah. I did so. get a hole in one. And if we want to yeah. go four for four and get a grand slam, I have a bachelor party this weekend. So I'm going to drink a bunch of White Claws. <laughs> All right. Now that Steve got to brag about his life, we're going back to the <laughs> offense. So, uh, really, just to touch on the offense right now, uh, you know, you have Book, you have Jerkovic. Uh, no difference there. We uh we lost another receiver, uh, collarbone injury. Michael Young, uh, could have been Steve. He also broke a collarbone. That's uh, true. That did happen. Really, these Notre Dame fans are chicken little, running around saying the sky is falling because Michael Young isn't playing football right now. This man had nine receptions. 
Nine. I was or, personally high on Mike Young coming into this year. But um, seems like a very athletic guy that was ready to break out. But we do have depth, and I'll let you touch on that now. We have your boy that you brought up two podcasts ago, the All-American Trap Star. I hope you have his name because I don't. Brayden Lindsay. Brayden Lindsay. Brayden Lindsay is going to be the breakout star this year, even though I can't remember his name. He has the speed that we need on the outside. It, Michael Young with his seven receptions. Oh, okay, he's gone. He hurts, but when you have speed coming in, we're gonna be fine. So, how long is he injured for? What's the ETA a, on that collarbone that he got surgery on yesterday? And how long is that gonna take it's, to recover? It could be as early as four weeks. It could be as late as eight weeks. So it just depends on the recovery. So between Georgia and USC. USC. Yeah. Okay. There's still lots of good wide received talent there. Um, obviously, Fink returning. Um, Chase Claypool, by all accounts, has been just phenomenal this last week, um, which should surprise nobody given what country he's from. Um, oh. Plus, on top of that, you get Lindsay, um, like you mentioned. I think we have uh, Kevin Austin, right? Is that his name? Yeah. So yeah. I think we're going to be pretty good there. Um, I really have faith in Chip Long's offense. I really have faith in Ian Book this year. I wish he would have kept the mustache, but uh, regardless, I think this offense is going to be potent enough that uh, we're going to win some ball games. Also, no one's talking about the running backs. You have Jafar Armstrong, you have Tony Jones, both coming back. They're they're and the horses that you need right there. More importantly, Lawrence Taylor uh, or Lance Taylor, I do apologize. Lance Taylor, brand new running backs coach. Uh, he was out in Stanford for a while, yep. so he's coached up. Uh, I believe Toby Gerhart and Christian he McCafferty. Yep. So, yeah. So if if they if we can get like a tenth of the freaking production of those two guys, uh, it's obviously promising and would take a lot of pressure off of Ian Book. And we do have one hell of an offensive line in front of him that's going to hopefully open up a lot of holes. When their center is one of their top three tackles, that's a good thing. So, yeah, uh, you have and people where you need just, um, yeah. And, and being the, uh, the, the newbie here, just a couple of uh, minutes behind did want to give you Katie, uh, as, as much time as you wanted or needed now to just, uh, give us your thoughts about the roster in general, some of your favorite players, somebody you might be high on. So the, the floor is yours. Um, I'm definitely big on Armstrong. Oh, did I meet myself? Oh, um, nope, okay, I did. Sorry. <laughs> I'm definitely big on Rookie. Armstrong this season. I've never used this app before. I only used the other one. Um, <laughs> like I said, Armstrong. Um, I think he's gonna like really shine this season. But I do. Can I get my predictions for the first game? Or are we not doing that yet? We're we're gonna get to that in a, a few. Months. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think he's my number one for this season. I'm really looking for him to help us out here. Um, hold on. I had notes that I took because I got stressed out about this. She's already better than all of us. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, well, I guess it's mostly my prediction notes, but, like, obviously in book, I also wish he kept the mustache. I'm kind of upset about that. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking at Armstrong for this season for us. Good old He's Jafar. a strong player. May as well just head and right into Louisville here, see what we have on them, and then we'll get into the game predictions so Katie can kind of take us away. Uh, oh, you want, oh, you want me to get my predictions now? Sorry. 
No, no, I just meant we'll we'll get through Louisville oh, so okay. we can get your predictions because you set, seem to have the most homework done. Um, so, Steve, you seem to be miserable as always. How do you feel about uh, Louisville? Uh, what, what was their legitimate record last year? What were they? Three oh, and nine? I, got, I got all this set up. So it's two and ten. Their wins both at home against Indiana State and Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers. Um, <laughs> he losses, although, to be fair, they almost beat Florida State last year. That's how bad FSU was, so fuck them. Who was, what, 5-7? and seven? Yep. Yes, but their yeah. key losses, Alabama, they've lost 51-14. to 14. Uh, At Virginia, they lost 27-3. to 3. Georgia Tech blew them out 66-31. Um, Boston College they beat them the by 18. Fired. Uh, Clemson, and I, I've been really waiting to say this, has beaten Louisville last year 77-16. to 16. So they're shit. Um, so Notre Dame is confirmed better at playing Clemson than Louisville. So we have that going for us. Barely, but yes. That that hurt. So, okay. Um, yeah, my, my quick thoughts on it. I mean, it's Louisville. They've been a joke for a while. I didn't even think they were particularly good with uh, uh, who was their recent quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I think he's shit, uh, especially given the fact that he's in the same division as the Steelers. He can suck my balls. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. They're kind of a pathetic, uh, power five program. They're nothing special. And I, you know what I'm going to say? It involves killing and myself. So, uh, let's just not lose to them. Uh, Vegas right now. I was just gonna say Teddy Bridgewater was also their quarterback at one point. So they're not completely terrible as a program, but yes, I, I think we all know that this is a, a very must-win game, expected-to-win game. So what does Vegas have to say about it, P? Vegas has uh, Louisville this year as a three-win three team. The over-under set of three. Three. Three flat. Three flat. Wow. Just Not three and a half, just three. <laughs> so that's that's a thing. Um, uh, and we're afraid to play Notre Dame. Game. Let's put it that way. So let me get of, this straight. They have the same win-loss over under prediction as USC. USC's uh, at five. That was a joke. Laugh. Uh, ah, we'll put the laugh track in post. Um, but the spread right now is 30 and a half. Yeah. 30 uh, and a half. Yeah. So uh, I'll go. I've done no research on the team. I know Brian Van Gorder is no longer their defensive coordinator. Uh, so that's not good. Uh, we won't be able to hang 80 on the Van Gorders. Um, Scott Sattersfield is the the coach right now. He's a rookie head coach going into a Brian Kelly coach offense. Uh, have fun with that, bud. So I will say, in Brian Van Gorder's defense, he might have the greatest gif of all time. You yes. know which one I'm talking about, the fist pump. The fist pump. Um, I'll give you something on Louisville here, so some numbers on them. Um, and just two key ones. In terms of their offense, points four, they scored 19.8 points a game, uh, which is tied for 125th in college. Out of how many? Uh, there are 126 teams. There's at least 128, um, because that's my next stat. Um, the points they've given up was 44.1 per game, which is 128th in college football. So either they are the worst uh, defense and the third worst offense, or they're near that bottomless pit. Um, so I don't think this is one to be worried about. I don't know if they can overcome that in one year of improvement and development and recruiting. Um, 
but uh, do with that what you what you will. If you're an optimist, that means Notre Dame will cover. If you're a pessimist like Steve, we'll somehow lose. Um, yeah. I'm worried. The only reason I'm worried is that it's Labor Day. It's an away game. It's 8 p.m. on ABC. And my heart's been broken before on primetime games. Um, so that's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about their ticky tack uniforms that they're going to wear. I'm worried about a whole bunch of liquored up Louisvillians out there uh, creating a Miami-like scene. But there's only 50 fans who go to games like that. So I think uh, Miami of Ohio is what you were referring to. Yes. They, they call Louisville the Miami of Ohio of Kentucky. <laughs> they will now. That's that's a thing. Yes. We'll, we'll start that. Uh, so, Katie, hit us with uh, your what you got, your research you did. All right. So I'm thinking that Louisville doesn't score over 21 points. Book uh, is does 300 passing yards and at least three passing touchdowns. And Armstrong is 75 rushing yards with one rushing touchdown. All right. That's the uh, betting odds. I'd, I'd you guys that over. Yep. Hammer all the overs. Except for the, the Louisville points. I honestly, yeah. <laughs> if I'm giving giving a concrete prediction here, uh, legitimately, like, I don't know, 44 to 13. I'll one-up you. 52 to 3, Phil Jerkovic plays the entire fourth quarter and scores a rushing touchdown. Does Katie have anything else to say? Like, is sorry, I sorry, to it? We might have cut her off. <laughs> we, we got really. No, excited it's though. fine. That was really all my. Like, we my, get excited. My predictions for the game. It's okay. I'm used to being interrupted, but no, that was all I had for that. Do you want to give us a score? Uh oh, God. Mm, Forty-five to. Suspense. <laughs> I can't like think off the top of my head. I say forty-five to seven. Okay, Dylan. That works. That, that um, not, honestly, that's probably going to be the winning prediction. Let's say uh, I'll say forty-eight. I think Notre Dame's got to start scoring in the forties against these teams, and this is a team that you can score perhaps even fifty on. Oh, but I'll say forty-eight to be modest there. Um, and then I think we'll give up three field goals, maybe like eight, nine, nine points. Yeah, unless they score a touchdown and they and they miss. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to be moving the ball a lot on us. Sorry, guys, I'm hungry. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 45 to nine, three field goals. And even then, we'll be kind of upset that they even got within field goal range on three attempts. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a beat down. Um, and I think we should, as we all know, with our passing defense, just kind of smother them. Yeah, I, I would right, agree. Yeah. I have an interesting question. Over, under, four and a half turnovers forced by the um, by the Notre Dame defense. Under, going with four. Yeah, I'd say three. Katie? Muted. Uh, looks like she's muted. I think she might have dropped off. She'll be back in just a moment, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going with more. I think uh, between the defensive line, um, you know, not only is it Khalid Kareem and um, you know, and and also 
Jeez, again, why am I always blanking on these names? Aguara. Your preseason uh, Julian well. Aguara, thank you. Uh, Addy Agundeju, I think, is, is is the way that you say it. Uh, he is he's a you know kind of a, a freak athlete too. He's he's very long uh, and can can creep through the the holes and hopefully you know when he gets in on rotation and like some nickel packages you know he'll be able to get after the quarterback so um strip sacks fumbles interceptions you know we let's see Kyle Hamilton get into the game and and return a pick six that'll be awesome uh, I think we're going over four and a half I'm, I'm predicting five turnovers by the Irish um so yeah we we have covered now um, you know, the general roster breakdown. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of st- returning, uh, starters clearly, uh, f- a little bit of turnover at some key positions, but we covered that also covered basically the pathetic program, uh, that, that is Louisville, uh, anything up next on the docket. Yeah. So what we're going to try to do each week, um, if you retweet us or ask us a question, uh, we're going to answer it no matter what it is. Uh, so really Dylan, I know you had a few that we had come in, uh, from the four horsemen account at horseman pod. Yeah, I believe we got one, a question asking other than Michigan, Georgia, and Stanford, which game, uh, and what was the wording there? Do you have that? Uh, other than, if I remember correctly, which road game are we most afraid of? Yeah, pretty much. I can't use my phone or else uh, I'm going to totally explode my computer here. Once again, I am uh, using my personal Wi-Fi hotspot or whatever the hell it's called to uh, to use as my Wi-Fi to stream this. So I'm sorry if That's the, right, the I got, quality I got is not here. that great. Biggest worry spot on the schedule that isn't Georgia, Michigan, or Stanford. So it could be a home or away game. Um, thank you from Evan Scrimshaw. Also, check out Lean Toss Up podcast um, if you're into Canadian polling on politics. Had to do a shout out there. Um, so that's, uh, that's a very good question. Yeah, well, he's my friend, so I gotta. He's gonna shout us out. We're gonna shout him out. So, um, what do you guys think? I know uh, Steve has an answer. Uh, I'm gonna defer to Patty on this. It's it's bullshit. It's that. ACC network game that Duke game uh, and I'm not I don't care I, they're going 14 and 0 we're winning national championship so it's not the game that I'm worried about is that this bullshit ESPN monopoly that they have on the ACC that that's what I'm worried about Notre Dame has to go down to Duke probably going to play at noon and it's bullshit so ESPN has a stranglehold with the new ACC network that you have to have the ACC network to watch certain games so it's just absolute shit. So I'm not worried about the game. I'm worried about how I'm going to be watching that game because of the hypocrites and the individuals at ESPN who are taking our Irish and throwing them onto some bullshit network that five people are going to watch. So there's that. To, to be fair, we do get revenue from the ACC network, so Fuck it does them. make sense to put us on the game. Um, yeah, but it's but no, that, that's not the thing, Dylan. It's that Notre Dame should oh, be held we, to a higher We are standard. Notre Dame. We don't have yeah. games that are not televised. Pay-per-view. We, we televise yeah, we, every Army game at a national level. So, you know, that, that's the big issue that I have. And the other issue, back in... This is going to date me. 05, with a big question mark there. Air Force played Notre Dame. 
and there was no way to watch the game on television. Me and my grandpa sat in on his Dell or Gateway PC with a window that was probably the size of my Skype window right now and watched the entire game. And that's the last time I've had to scrounge to watch a Notre Dame game. So it's bullshit. Really? Because I've had a few experiences like that. I think there was but one game against Air Force. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing. <laughs> well, the Boston it. College game in 2015 at Fenway Katie Park. and I were there. NBCSN, yes, we uh, that wasn't available to us at all. So I, I had to uh, figure out another way to watch it. Katie and I don't remember that game. Well, I remember that game perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't. They ran out of water that game. game. But just to fill Katie in, um, who's having technical problems, we were answering a fan question. Oh, which said, biggest worry spot on the schedule that isn't Georgia, Michigan, or Stanford. So do you have a specific game that worries you? That isn't one of those. Mm, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Give me like... Oh, I, I can... A... Uh... I'll fill in here and well. give you a little bit of uh, just a quick minute to think. Um, well, so uh, so P Wagon, he uh, he stole my answer of Duke. Uh, that's a concerning oh. one. It's November. It's on the road. Uh, Duke has has really stepped their game up to be a you know uh, basically an eight nine win program, and they've had a couple of upsets over the years, or at least some tight games with some good programs. So they're definitely going to be a good one. Uh, I'm I'm. I guess uh, if if Duke is taken as an answer, uh, I th- I thought that uh, Virginia really would not be yep. that you know great basically, um, but I I have actually read some rumblings that apparently they uh, they do have like an All American at corner, uh, they they do have you know a, a couple of talented players that could potentially make a difference. You know they're they're going to be coming into they're coming into South Bend. They're going to be hungry. Uh, it, the good news is it is in South Bend, but uh, we've we've seen this team fail before against teams that they should put away easily. So, um, and that's the week after Georgia. So, that's, so if uh, if I can get to be a contrarian here, I'll tell you guys why it isn't Duke, and that's because that Duke's quarterback is gone. In fact, he's stuck on the New York Giants, and it's that hilarious. Was rude. That Sorry. Was rude. <laughs> Um, but with Julian Love, yeah, it was a great draft. I will give the Giants credit. That was a fantastic draft pick. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, a lot of football is determined by quarterback play and Daniel Jones, despite not being where I thought he should have gone in the draft. And most people, he, he was still a good quarterback. Um, he was a good college quarterback and Duke was good because of it. The issue I have is he's gone, but I think there's a scarier game on that schedule. And it comes after Michigan. And that's oh going to be gosh. Virginia Tech at home. So here's the thing. You're going to have a very emotional game against Michigan, especially if you win that game. Um, and when? we've seen before. Yeah, agreed, when. Um, we've seen that hangover, that off a, off a tough game, Notre Dame just plays pretty bad, um, especially if it's against a team that's not – um, good enough to kind of get you hyped up for it, but it's still good enough to kind of get a sneaky win off you. We've seen that in our history before. Um, yeah, and I think I just in general, there are some tough games after um, big games. You know, there's some there's some trap games in there. And I think that Virginia Tech game, even though it is at home, Virginia Tech, um, I believe they're playing 
for their head coach. It's his last season. Is that right? Yep. Bud Foster's yep. leaving after this year. Notre Dame, of course, like every program, is the biggest game of your schedule. And if you know if you got to go to Ann Arbor under the lights, hundred and fifteen thousand people, uh, and get a, a grueling game. Hopefully, we win. You got to go back and get hyped up again for Virginia Tech. You know that's that's one that scares me. So. Um, I don't. I, I understand the Duke argument, but I'm a little more worried about VT. Katie. All right. Well, my VT answer was just taken. Um... <laughs> oh, but also just going off of that real quick, Virginia Tech is November second. Remember what I said last week: hammer the under. They're all going to be hungover from Halloween being on a Thursday. Go, go on. <laughs> mm. Don't know how relevant that would be, but okay, I'll give you that. Katie, you um, went to college. I did go to college, you're correct. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with BC, maybe. It's a good pick. And yep. Sometimes they, they always those... give us a hard time, so that is a great pick. And we're wearing exactly. those terrible jerseys. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking of back in 2017 when they owned, it was 19 to 16, and that's when we won, when they played at Fenway. And how close the scores always usually are yeah. when they play each other. That's a, so, that's a great pick. That's they also pick. have a history of just kind of Notre Dame on the verge of winning a national championship, and psych, Boston College is going to beat you by a field goal. And Doug, will Doug Flutie announce that game? Doug Flutie better be fired by that point. I swear to God. If Brady Quinn, it, I, I know this has been, you got the button, but I, I swear I've been the first person to be on the Brady Quinn train. I've been saying it for years that that guy is too talented to be at Fox Sports. He should be in the booth for Notre Dame. Notre Dame should have a pro Notre Dame guy because it's our fucking network. Dylan, Dylan, Sorry. Dylan, Dylan. Blood's boiling. Um, go, no, yeah, but yes. go, King. You no, had Malik Zaire, too. Imagine a booth where you had Malik Zaire. And Brady Quinn. That would just be an electric booth. Joe Theismann, throw him in there. Yeah, all the Fuck quarterbacks. Let's have, let's have Lou Holtz do the pregame and halftime analysis. Like, this has got to be a full-on Notre Dame network. Like, we got to get every biased, homer, just awful person, but awful in a good way, on our program. That's how we'll do press passes. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Really, just a couple more questions here, a couple niceties, and we'll wrap up. Uh, Katie, last week we did our season predictions. Uh, what's yours? My season predict. Oh, God. Um, There's 14 games, as a reminder. Thank you. <laughs> um, I say we lose three. No, you're wrong already. You're, okay. You said hang up on you. That's not good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You can't. I'd rather I, be a pessimist. Let, let's try that. We'll cut that. I am trying that Can I get my reasoning here? <laughs> sure. I'd rather be a pessimist about it and then be extremely surprised. Obviously, I'm not going to be surprised, but I'd rather not have my hopes up too high, as I usually do, because I usually go into every season thinking we're going to go win a national championship, and I get my heart broken. Thank you, Clemson. Um to be fair, we did go 12-0 and last year. So I, where are I those three losses that. coming from? Putting me on the spot here. I was just... I think she's more so going with the superstition than uh, than rationalizing. Fair. Thank you. Thank I'll, you. I'll go with That's that. Exactly but now, I and, and, and typically I am on your side here, Katie. But are and you trying to Because Dylan put you on the spot. 
Dylan put you on the spot there. I'll let well, you put him on the spot now. What question do you have about Canada for Dylan? <laughs> oh, okay. So I actually did research on this one, and I called one of my Canadian coworkers <laughs> and asked what uh, – apparently you guys have a fast food train called, like, New York Fries. What the hell is that? Yeah, there is something called New York Fries. I've never I had this it. This man just spits on them. It's uh, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's well, it's probably it. Um, it's at every food court mall in Canada. It's just a law that every food court must have a New York fries. Um, I've never been there. I think they do some poutine, which should be sacrilegious. Um, I I can't tell you honestly if it's any good or not, but it, that is a thing. There is a food chain called New York fries. Interesting. Okay. Well, that was my it, question is, about Canada. <laughs> is Putin or is Putin, Putin, whatever or it is? Poutine. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a a, a very interesting one. Um, it depends on your accent. So it's a French word, Putin, but English people can't pronounce French words, so they say Putin, which makes me want to throw up. Um, so I'll let you get away with Putin, but uh, the proper pronunciation is Putin. What's the difference between that and disco fries? I don't know what disco fries are. It's like disco poutine. fries have gravy. Yeah, it's just fries and gravy. Cheese curds. And cheese. Uh-huh. Well, no, there's cheese on disco fries, too. Yeah, they're melted cheese. That, yeah. uh, and that's a, a, a shittier stolen version of the poutine. Okay, so. really quickly, just out of sheer curiosity here. Dylan, roast me in French. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't know what to say about you in English that it's I would then have to translate. It's very easy to make fun of me. Um, okay. There's a word for gindaloon in French. <laughs> I'll say... <laughs> I'll say... Um, tu es merde, which is you are shit. So, okay, that's go. boring. Fair enough. You I'm let sorry, me down I don't know what to say. But no, like, that's, that's quite all right. Um, I guess it's, we're, uh, we're coming in on our, on our closing thoughts here. Yes. Um, obviously we all are, are pretty high on at the very least starting off hot one and O against the absolute shit stain of a power five conference. That is Louisville. Um, we've been through season predictions. We've been through, um, every high and low that you could possibly have as a Notre Dame fan. And we know those lows can go very low. Um, I, any, any particular closing thoughts or any last segments we wanted to get to We got uh, just a couple minutes left here. Katie. Closing How many thoughts? games do you think Brian Kelly is going to be drunk at this year? None. This isn't is Southern Cal. <laughs> We're trying to get him on drink. the podcast, Katie. We, we can't disparage him. <laughs> Until he starts losing. That's my that's my coach. Yeah, he's not Steve. I wasn't Sarkeesian. saying it as a bad thing, but <laughs> what is he, Lane Kiffin going to Boca Singles Bar? Steve <laughs> looks like he's Lane Kiffin right now. I do look like Lane Kiffin, actually. Uh, is this appropriate for a uh, a bachelor party in Lake Winnipesaukee? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. All right, Katie. Anything else you got? No, that was my only question, which no one wanted to answer. So, <laughs> Brian We're Kelly is the our boss, Lord and Savior. I'm not saying that he's not, but he we all know he does like to dabble. On okay, the I my I, oh, I don't know about this. What is what are you talking about? She's Wait, saying that Brian Kelly is a drunk Irishman. Kelly gets drunk on like drunk before games. Like you can tell, like the drunker he is on the field. 
That's his high like, blood pressure, homie. No, he's Irish. He goes he's, out there, when he no. gets angry, when I get angry, my blood pressure rises because okay. I'm 240 pounds. He's also in the same, same boat. But... <laughs> also <laughs> that... same, but what I'm trying You're to say You're also a leprechaun, Pete. It is a known fact that he does drink on the sidelines. Yeah, maybe at his bullshit Division Two, Division Three job he was at, he's not drinking at hey, the University hey, of Notre Dame. It literally happened at the BC game we were at. Are you kidding me? I'm just going to, for legal protections here, say that this is parody or something, just because we don't want to get hit with a, a slander libel case from it's the all, Kellys. All alleged. alleged. It's alleged. It's alleged. Allegedly. My coach is a saint. I don't know what you're talking about. Brian <laughs> Kelly could do no wrong. All right. Fair. Well, I guess that uh, that brings us uh, at a wrap, I suppose. <laughs> so before we I'm get never going to any... be allowed back on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might well, have to be put in the penalty box for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say over under amount of games where he has a very red face. Four and a half. Dylan, go. Under, he hasn't had a red face since 2011. Katie, go. I say five games. Patty? Under, two. He's going to okay. be happy when he wins and maybe one other game. I'm going with the under as well. I think we're going to be good. So I, I think that wraps anything up unless anyone had any other thoughts. Subscribe. Nope. Unsubscribe. Yep. Rate five stars. Thank you to all thousand of you who have listened to us over the last 21 weeks. Uh, Joe Polano, we miss you. Come back home. Basically, anybody uh, anybody wants to kind of get on as a guest, uh, just hit us up. Message Slide either me or, or or P or or even Steve. Most of um, Steve's a married man. He can't have anyone sliding in his DMs. Facts. Sure. So uh, yeah, let us uh, let us know. We love your questions. Thanks for you know the one we got. Uh, we will incorporate them into the future podcasts. And uh, last words on Louisville. This is their week one prediction preview. Joe Irish, beat Cardinals. Make Notre Dame great again. I, I don't have anything to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go Irish. You folks, enjoy your Rudy watching. Try not to touch yourself while you're doing it. I know it's hard for us Notre Dame fans. That's all. all Ready right. to win for the booth.